0: hey guys welcome back to another episode of call me crazy you guys can call me bass um so this week we are joined by a special guest i don't even i always say special guest but i feel like special in such a unique and cool way i want to kind of start off with how we met um anyone who knows me knows that i'm very much um big on like mental health, wellness, but a lot of that started because of my, um, I guess my journey with social media and connecting to women who I kind of saw myself in. And one of those women were, um, Hey Fran, Hey, and she had a, a wellness retreat and there was a wellness retreat that I did in the Dominican, but there's one that I don't speak about a lot that was in Toronto. And, um, I, there was an exercise that was led by um, Yara and we had to pick a partner or there was a partner signed. I don't even know how it divinely happened. Right. Like, I don't know how that happened, but um, Taylor just happened to be my partner and we had to stare into each other's eyes for like, I think it was like a minute. I don't remember the amount of time. It felt like forever at the same time, but like it was quick. And it was probably one of the most like impactful exercises that I've ever done. Like I'd almost be like nervous to make someone do that because it was just so deep and heavy. Like I saw myself in you. I felt like I knew you after that. And there was just like a bond that created. So I... And that happened. And what's crazy about that, before I get off topic, is the more you started to speak, I was like, oh my gosh, like you are on the path that I want to be on. And you're like steps ahead. And like, I want to pick your brain. And you're like doing everything I want. And it was just like in the room, you mirrored so much of what I wanted to be, which was so crazy that we were partners. So um, this is Taylor. She is um, part of the well, wildflower, um, I don't even know what to call it. It's like this beautiful, like... Community garden. Yeah. Ooh, community garden. I love that. Yes. So community garden. Um, you're also a professional in the mental health um, wellness sphere. I know you got your master's in, was it mental health? Yep. yep. Clinical mental health counseling. So I'm a
1: therapist and I'm also a wellness consultant.
0: Wow. Goals, literal goals. I'll tell you guys, like you do what I one day hope to do. Um, and you also have a podcast that I was so lucky to be featured on, The Blossom Podcast. Um, I love it. I love everything that you do, the colors, everything, like visually you satisfy me, like every sense of it. Um, but I wanted, before we start, I would love to hear more about um, The Well Flower, like what that is. I never even asked you, so I'd love to know. Sure, yeah. So Well Wildflower
1: is a community garden where I provide um, resources in the form of writing, graphics, uh, one-on-one wellness consultations, group wellness consultations. I basically just work to hold space um, for Black and brown women to really see themselves and do the work from the root in a place that feels safe, right? Because a lot of times we don't really have spaces outside of the little bubbles that we create for ourselves, where we can be in community Mm -hmm. and sort of root and do that groundwork together. So I decided to create a space that mirrors that.
0: I love that. I love that so much. I think um, there's something you said. I think just the doing the ground up work is so key. We often think that like, we we have to start where we're at and like, you know, kind of forget like everything in the past but a lot of our future is dependent on healing the root exactly yeah I think that's beautiful and I do have a question for you so you said you do one on I I creeped the website hard by (laughs) the way I was like let me see what she has to offer um but I saw that you offer like one-on-one um sessions and stuff is that like counseling or therapy like what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so it's a little bit different than counseling or traditional therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't go through insurance. It's actually a mental health consultation because Mm -hmm. I really want the people that I work with Mm -hmm. in this capacity. So I'm a Mm -hmm. therapist, right? But in this capacity, I want to work with people who are ready to come to the table and do Mm -hmm. a collaborative form of healing work, Mm -hmm. right? So I am not um, comfortable with, Calling myself a guru, sometimes even a guide makes me a little bit uncomfortable. And I don't know if that's me still doing my work or Mm -hmm. that's um, just not something that I feel called to deem myself as. It's more Mm -hmm. a um, intention for me to sort of work with this person Mm -hmm. and how they see their life and how they envision their life and how Mm -hmm. I can mirror back to them what they mm. already innately have. Right. Oh. So I try to um, keep it a little different from the traditional therapeutic route, because I feel like in this space, us mm. black and brown women, we need something a little bit different, mm-hmm. something that feels a little more um, authentic where you can, oh. sort of, right. Because even as a therapist, I, I'm a very type A person. I rely a lot on my education and anything that I do. Um, but a lot of these theories come from frameworks that were shaped and molded by and for white people. Oof. So yes. I really want to be intentional when working with people of other cultures to honor that hey, we already have tools and resources that we've been using in our healing process. Tell me about what you already do, and I can tell you about what I know, and we can work together to create a path that sort of encompasses everything that you need to thrive.
0: Wow! I'm actually, like, shook to my whole core. It's so, that's so beautiful. I felt that. Um I say this all the time. I, for so many years, struggled to find a therapist. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they weren't, like, qualified. It was because I never felt like I connected to them. There was always a big disconnect. And often it was because I didn't see myself in them and it didn't feel authentic. Like, like I literally would look at them and be like, you are looking at the clock Mm -hmm. to see when you're going to tell me to stop talking and that's it. The exchange is literally a transaction. So that whole approach would just change the whole narrative for a lot of people. And I always, and I know, um, you do a lot about mental health and you've seen me post about mental health a lot. And one of the main, main questions I get or even guests will ask me on my podcast is how do I find a therapist of color? Mm -hmm. and that's been such a big thing when I know so many people just because I've like connected with people in the field but it's like hearing how you would approach it differently is even more like a reason why we need to share like people like you you know I'll like when I post you I'm People are definitely going to come hit you up like, hey, girl, like, because, you know, because I they see themselves in you. You know what I mean? And it's a little bit um, that creates a lot of healing already. Yeah. Um, Wow. I love that. I'm going to I might hit you up one day because I love that. Let me just say that I think
1: and I'm saying this, you know, as a therapist, we are in this sort of place in the world right now where we're questioning everything. And I think that it's really important to question the way that you've been told to traditionally work with someone to heal, right? A therapist is a great idea to me. I'm always going to be biased, right? But there are so many different tools and resources in other people, in other healing modalities that if we're willing to be open-minded about can also help us because everything that we need is innate already. It's mm. just about the different mirrored connection you can have with someone who's skilled that can bring out mm. of you what's already there. So like me, for example, I am a therapist, but I have a tarot reader that I work with monthly. Um, I have, I'm have, i a part of New Earth Mystery School for Miriam Hosnea's work. Like, I have other alternative ways that I am trying to tap into my own healing. And I think that It's not just therapy, you know, Mm. speaking about like the retreat that we went to. So I, I haven't really shared this yet, but that retreat kind of triggered me
0: Mm.
1: in a way that made me wake up to exactly what I was just talking about. When Miriam was saying, Mm. you know, I'm not here to be offensive towards a mental health therapist or towards more traditional practitioners, but it's not just cognitive right the work is in the body the work is everywhere and when she said that I was like I'm i focused so hard on this one area that's my area of expertise and it really triggered me to make sure that like okay you can't do everything though so are you checking in with your body are you checking in with how else your healing shows up um, oh. I feel like that's a really big deal and a really great question that we can ask ourselves right now while we're questioning everything
0: Ooh yes i love that and it's very much innate to like kind of what you said because a lot of my just my own like healing and just a lot of my symptoms show up um in areas that aren't just cognitive like my body is a big symptom like big factor when it comes to my anxiety my my dreams you know my breathing all that it's so vivid and so heavy that um Sometimes, for a long time, I wasn't connected to my body, and a lot of the work that I did with like Reiki and like meditation allowed me to reconnect with my body um and I realized like how important that holistic approach was, mm-hmm. even diet, like nutrition, talking to nutritionists that's been such a beautiful process in this and the podcast kind of just like forced me to see different modalities kind of like you said to really understand what wellness looks like because I think um, when you are so focused on mental health you forget that that's only like one factor of like the bigger healing process and you literally like nailed it and you right has did say that. I never it's crazy because you took that away and I don't even remember that, but I could totally hear her saying that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's crazy. I love that so much. Um but yeah speaking about wellness um today I wanted to look at um we were talking about different I know you could probably talk about just about anything that has to do (laughs) with wellness and mental health, but I wanted something that you were passionate about um and that we could discuss and explore and it's so crazy. I never I'm never worried that someone's going to say something that I've already done. I don't know why. Like it just, that never happens. Hopefully it doesn't, but I just feel like everyone's experiences are different. So the episode will always be different, but the topic of relationship with yourself and how that affects your wellness journey and your healing is like, wow, duh. Like how come I never thought of that before? Like, that's such an important, like, that's just like a baseline topic. Um, and I love that that's what you wanted to bring today. Um, so I guess before, like, as we start, um, I want to know what would you define as your authentic relationship with yourself? Like, what is relationship with self? How would you define that to people who are like, what, what does that mean?
1: Um, I think about it as how much I love myself in any given moment. Mm. Because that varies, right, mm. depending on, what situation I'm in, what environment I'm in, what mood I'm in, how my energy is. Um, But the level to which I love myself is indicating to me what I need to be paying attention to. So I feel Mm -hmm. like it's just a constant communication
0: that's Mm -hmm. not cloudy or foggy. Oh, yes. So it's just like that clarity of just knowing you. I love it. Yeah, that's such a good way to explain it because I – I was. I have a little sister. I have I have multiple sisters, but my youngest sister. I was trying to define to her because we're all the time seeing on social media and stuff like self love, self love, self care. But it's like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just knowing and loving yourself in this raw form.
1: Mm-hmm. And um. like, you know what it feels like. Um, sometimes people don't know self love, but you know what it feels like to love someone else, right? So it's about. Mm. paying attention when you feel that sort of harmonious, just like align another person to how that feels. And then to think about the times when you feel that about yourself. And sometimes you can't recall, right? That's the honest truth. Like Mm -hmm. you, when I first was asked this question in a yoga class in college, this was maybe like six years ago. Wow. I'm really old. <laughs> this yeah. was Maybe like six years ago. And I was asked, um, when's the last time you remember loving every single thing about yourself? And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think that that ever exists. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I was like 21 and I was like, I don't know that I've ever loved myself that much, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've spent the last six years, like trying to figure out what that <laughs> looks like. Um, yeah, um, I think that's how you would define that relationship. I had to, I pour so much into work and so much into other people that I had to start paying attention to, like, what is it about that that I like so much and how mm. can I kind of, like, bring that home,
0: bring that Ooh, home. I love that. Bring that home. Um, yeah. And I also think a big thing that you just said is self. you have to be self-aware to even be able to acknowledge um the love or whether to acknowledge that part of you, if it belongs to you or if it was kind of like given to you and you kind of have to do that work, which kind of leads me to my, um, my next question is how do you think um, your, I guess your relationship with yourself connects to wellness and your healing journey?
1: Yeah. um, It's so funny because the podcast episode that I just recorded yesterday for my Mm -hmm. podcast, I was talking about this exact same thing. (laughs) I love it Wow For me, if my relationship with myself is foggy or cloudy or um, just imbalanced I cannot show up authentically for the rest of my work For the rest Mm. of the world For my relationships It just affects everything And it might start as little by little Mm. But then I start to feel annoying pains in my body Right, like my lower back starts hurting, or my shoulders are stiff, and then it's like I know that it's because I've been avoiding right S- tuning into that relationship with myself. So I have to start over. Right, get back on the mat, start journaling again, wake up earlier. It's like uh, it's kind of like always this perpetual cycle of inner child work.
0: And, like, nice. telling your
1: little child inside of you what to do all the time.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: don't get, up, don't get too upset about that. You have stuff to do. Make the bed. Mm-hmm. Drink your water. Like, you're, like, just constantly just sort of nurturing yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you skip that sort of self-talk, that's how I feel like that relationship with yourself gets muddy.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Um, the re- Like, being the parent. Like, I, I definitely, I've had to learn that because my inner child literally has been crying and screaming for years. And I just didn't understand why it was doing that. Um, and there's something else you said. My mind is just literally racing because there's just so much, <laughs> so much gems. Um, but yeah, definitely the, the, the inner child and really understanding why you are the way you are and being gentle with yourself. I think that's a big part of it, um, especially in your wellness practice. Um,
1: that's huge because like at first... I was doing wellness, right? I wasn't Mm. being well though. I Mm. was doing wellness. Like when I first discovered yoga, I was like, Mm. I'm going to yoga the shit out of yoga, (laughs) right? Like I'm going to meditate the shit out of meditation. And I'm like, why isn't this shit working? Yeah. Like I'm doing it, I'm doing it every day. And in my mind, I'm like in this Mm. like weird competition instead of like doing yoga and then paying attention to how I feel after Mm -hmm. yoga, right? Meditating and then journaling what I really think after Mm -hmm. When I started to like take it to that next level, that's when i feel like things started to really click uh-huh. i was too i'm a capricorn so same gang <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like to just like if you give me instructions i will do the shit out of those instructions i will get it done yeah but if there's like a gray area <laughs> that's not like where my best work happens <laughs> i'm just like uh
0: can i get some instructions for these instructions exactly. please <laughs> so i could do it properly yeah no that's exactly on point um the last thing I want to say about that is something that I had to learn and I'm seeing as I'm going through the process and just seeing people around me is a lot of the time we've, and it goes back to what you said about it being innate. We think our healing and our wellness comes from outside sources. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is because we don't think that we're enough. We don't think that we have the capacity to heal ourselves. We don't think we have the capacity to be, you know, like just enough period. So I did that for many years and that was very much because of my inner child and how it was brought up. So that is so dangerous. Now, when I think of that, I'm like, and I catch myself sometimes, that is such a dangerous space to be in because you can do all the wellness, you could do all the meditation, you could do all the therapy, but you'll never feel like it's working because your power is not within yourself anymore. So that was a big shift for me. And it's still very hard. It's a scary space to be in. But once you find it, it's like, whoa, liberating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And once you, like, get comfortable with it, you recognize that, like, it's probably going to show up again. But at least you know it and you're not afraid of it, right? You push it away out of fear of it just keep coming back.
0: Yes. Ooh, that's a go. That's yeah. gems, guys. (laughs) Stop and jump. (laughs) um so um for anyone and I feel like this could apply to anyone at any point in their journey but for anyone who wants to start um they're like okay like I'm not there yet I want to start rebuilding this connection with myself or this relationship with myself what would you say is like a good stepping stone a first step because it can be overwhelming I'm I still get overwhelmed to this day
1: yeah so I think the best tip that there is is and it's going to sound really simple but it's not is to focus on feeling mm. and not action and not specific steps and not doing we don't really have space or ha- we have not been given space um, societally to mm-hmm. just focus on our feelings because mm-hmm. there's always some like big goal or accomplishment that we're chasing after Um But knowing what you want to feel, knowing what you like to feel, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: allows you a sort of heads up or like a head start on the things you can implement in your life that regularly make you feel that way. Mm -hmm. So like when you go to... Okay, a perfect example. Growing up, I always went to amusement parks with my family in the summer. It's one of my favorite like childhood memories. There's just a great feeling of like being around my family, having fun, a little bit of thrill seeking, roller coasters, that kind of thing. But I shouldn't only feel that in the summer, right? Like once the year, right? I love feelings like that. So what should I do? I should create more like fun moments with my family. Like we should have family game nights regularly because I love spending time with them like that. We love being in competition with each other so we're gonna play games. We're going you know mm-hmm. that's a way that I took like this major thing and just mm-hmm. sort of made it compact and then spread it out because you deserve to feel the things that bring you joy regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, but so often we treat joy like it's something that we have to earn. Mm -hmm. and so reminding yourself at the very start of building Mm -hmm. that relationship that what you really want to feel is joy so what can I do in my life that makes me feel that way regular regularly and sometimes it's things that you don't necessarily want to do but need to do like meditation Mm -hmm. or or that
0: kind of thing but all of that contributes to how you feel Mm -hmm. that's so spot on and you said it's simple but some people don't even know like that's the first step um i think the last podcast i did before i took a break was um on black men and mental health and the overarching theme was how they are told you cannot feel and you cannot even acknowledge those feelings and i think a lot of women especially black women are told like you cannot feel because you are literally holding the whole world on your shoulders so i think just allowing yourself to feel is a very important. um, I'm very much an empath and I feel things to an extreme. And I used to resent that about myself. I used to like cry about crying. Like it was the most annoying thing. No, I feel that in my soul. (laughs) Yeah. Like I used to cry about crying. I wish I didn't cry. But the thing is like, that's almost been my advantage because I became so self-aware of what I liked and didn't like. So it was so easy for me to know where some people they're like, I don't know what I like or what my passions are. I'm like, really? You don't just feel it. Like it literally explodes in me. Like I just feel those things intensely. Um, So everyone obviously it's a spectrum, but not being afraid to feel, even if it's, like, a negative feeling. I feel like we're more quick to run from that negative feeling where the only way to really understand why it's feeling, like, those feelings are there is to go through it. Like, there's no other way. Exactly.
1: And that makes me think I I felt the same way for so long, and I still trip myself up sometimes, like, being upset with myself about um, how certain things make me feel, especially when I feel like I shouldn't be that affected, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I was talking to a friend the other day, and I told her, sometimes I just feel disappointed in myself, and I feel Mm. temperamental, right? Mm. And she was like, oh, well, she's really good at this. This is her job. So she's like, oh, well, isn't another word for temperamental sensitive? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, how could you do the work that you were placed here to do if you weren't sensitive? Mm. Don't you need to be sensitive to understand other people's sensitivities? And I was like, shut up. You're right. Oh, my god. (laughs) But it was the perfect <gasps> reframe, right? Wow. She's like, how could you do the work if you were put here to help wow. others? How could you do that if you weren't sensitive?
0: If you didn't support the door? I yeah. love that. And you know what's great? That's beautiful. I love that because growing up or even just in relationships that I've had, because obviously we mirror the relationships we have when we our kids with the relationships we have when we're adults. Yeah. Um, that word sensitive holds so much power to me because it was used as a word to hurt me for so long. Like you're so sensitive, like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, stop being so sensitive. Mm-hmm. But through my healing process, and I think has said this, or she even had a shirt that said sensitive AF I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, it's not a bad thing. It's really a gift. Like, it's about reframing it. So, damn, like, ooh, goosebumps. I, that's a really... That's a good friend. Yeah. That's a great friend. Yeah. I love it's used that. To
1: hurt. Like you said, it's used as a weapon against so many mm-hmm. But it's not that um, you have too many emotions. It's that you have to learn that those emotions carry energy and how to sort of mm-hmm. master that energy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. I love that. Um, so... I wow wow okay so do you um my next question will be or like to transition to that um how would you say do you think it's important to build your sense of self in terms of I let me reword that actually it's one thing to build your set like your relationship with yourself but is, do you think it's possible to build a relationship with yourself while being in a relationship? Because a lot of people, and this is just like, I, you know, it's it's almost a cliche, the term, like, you can't be with someone until you know yourself and all that. But I will see that relationship with self, like this ongoing relationship. So how do you see that? Right. Um, I
1: think you literally hit it right on the nail with that last remark that... Your relationship with yourself is evolutionary because you're always evolving, right? Mm-hmm. So it's unfair, in my opinion, but I'm biased because I'm in a relationship. Um, so my perspective is going to come from that vantage point. But it's unfair to sort of put a marker or a timestamp on where your relationship with self should be when mm. and at what point, because. Your relationship with yourself is going to change as you change and you change Mm -hmm. hourly. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. change by the minute. You change on a cellular level regularly Mm -hmm. based on what you eat, what you do, what you, and it's not to um, sort of be like devil's advocate because I do think that there's a level of um, self-love that you should Mm -hmm. have had established with yourself before getting into a relationship. But I don't think that, Building a relationship with yourself is impossible while you're in a relationship with another person. Um, just like a little bit of background, my boyfriend and I have been together for four years now. Um, so we started dating when I when we were both 23. Mm-hmm. And the first three years of our relationship were long distance. Mm-hmm. In New York. And I lived in um, Richmond when I was in school and then in D.C. And then uh, we... We have a fantastic relationship, I think, in part because our communication had to be so strong to make it through three years of long distance.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but it's still it's still building. We're still building ourselves. I think people think mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship, everything is just like rainbows and butterflies mm-hmm. all the time. And it's like really hard being in a relationship mm-hmm. while um, strengthening the relationship with myself is probably the hardest thing that I've ever done.
0: Yeah, that's so spot on. Um, I think that is, you literally nailed it. Um, for me, I was in a very similar situation where I was long distance for two years. My boyfriend lived in New York as well. I lived here. Um, but the the difference was he felt like he had to pull away to grow on his own um, because he didn't feel like he could do it in a relationship. That's everyone's prerogative. But the, the reason I say that is because I felt like I could definitely do both. Like I was self-sufficient and I was do, and I almost felt like- Also a Capricorn though. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was just so independent and I've always been very independent. And I almost felt like, and it sounds like people never understood it. They're like, how do you do long distance? I'm like, because I could still be myself, have my own world and still have the benefits of a relationship. Um, So that really helped me develop myself at the same time. It was like a blessing in disguise. Um, And not to pinpoint when I think people should be in a relationship, but I think that self-sufficiency of not needing healing from an outside source and finding um, and at least the beginning phase so that you're not like, oh my gosh, like it's a codependent relationship, but now it's two people coming together to grow together. I think that is like the bare minimum. Of where people should be that at least from what I've learned because that was my second relationship my first relationship I was like codependent af like I did not understand why I was like this I was like why am I love like this it's so uncomfortable I'm supposed to be this independent human I don't get it yeah yeah
1: I think that that's the perfect way to put it understanding like your attachment style mm-hmm. and how um, you show up in the world and not to really beat yourself up if you are someone who's codependent, right? Yeah. But understanding why can help you so that you don't over-project when in a relationship. And like, yes. I really feel like, and it's not to be an, astro- an astrology freak or whatever, but the person that you're with, like you described, the person has to be someone, if you are someone who's self-sufficient, like me and you, mm-hmm they have to be someone that's okay with that. Mm-hmm. If, um, my boyfriend is a Taurus, so like, Capricorn and mm-hmm. are just like, in the, it's just in the stars. Yeah. You know I mean? And that just kind of happened. That's and beautiful. It, it's not because like my life is just some women because <laughs> the relationship is difficult. It gets difficult. Yeah. It gets most difficult when we're both going through individual mm-hmm. growing pains, like learning something hard about ourselves. Mm-hmm. we have to sort of grapple with and then do it in connection with each other mm. but knowing the person right we were friends whenever I tell my friends that we've been together for four years they laugh because he's been around forever like we were mm. friends for a long time major key and that's really important yeah. like knew the person before I decided that I was willing to grow with the person mm. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, and I feel like that's really important and it's a step that gets sort of skipped because people are on this like timeline and yeah, yeah.
0: A- very much so I, I agree with that the timeline to the definition of um just even friendships like I've been I've refocused everything on just making sure that my relation I say relationships so it could be my family could be with my friends mm-hmm. that I'm really understanding like how I am in those dynamics because they're gonna trickle into every avenue like work relationships all that so I think that's like so spot on but friends first major key learned from my own experiences um but yeah that's usually the most successful ones um so I want to say what has been other than just like growing within uh growing together with someone else what has been your biggest obstacle um building your own relationship with a wellness practice
1: um My own thoughts about where I think I should be versus where I am. Mm -hmm. I am just always focused on achieving something. So Mm -hmm. it took me a really long time to learn how to be present, not just in the practice, because like when I'm doing yoga, I'm in the practice, I'm being present. But is it because I want to do yoga for five days in a row? Or is it because... Mm -hmm. I want what yoga makes me feel and what yoga does for my mind and my body, right? It took me a long time to get there. And That's I feel like I'm still getting there sometimes because, you know, I'll get into a pose one day and then next week I won't be able to get into that same pose. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? I have been wellnessing. Why is this not working? <laughs> So no, I feel like that's the constant obstacle that, you know, I feel mm. like it always shows up, but it always shows up in a way that reminds you of like, you're probably not facing something, you know, mm. probably something else. Like it's not, it's not your yoga mat that you're, that you're irritated with. Right. It's, it's something else. So I just love that I have, um, a wellness practice to point that out to me because before mm. I just kind of felt directionless. Oof.
0: that. <laughs> I feel like you're reading me so hard right now like, that's me um yeah the being gentle with myself has been the biggest um I don't want to say criticism but the biggest thing people have said to me whether it's in therapy friendships family like you are too hard on yourself mm-hmm. and I'm like okay and like I need to get this work done like I need to do and it might be the Capricorn in us as you were saying that I was like I think it's the Capricorn yeah. like that hard work ethic um because I never feel like I've done enough like I always feel like I'm like 10 steps behind and I need it like my mind's always running um and the way I deal with things and the way I cope with things is being productive mm-hmm. like that's my coping mechanism which is like do you Ever
1: have like I'm just curious do you ever have moments because I have these moments all the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: where you sit back and you're like damn I wonder what my friends are doing mm-hmm. like, damn I wonder like if there's a new development in my friend's life that I don't know about because I've been mm. down in my computer for two weeks, mm-hmm. right? Like, what if, like, I just have these random moments where, like, I'll call someone and they'll tell mm-hmm. me, oh, I got into an argument with my sister. And I'm like, oh, I need to know about that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel sometimes that mm-hmm. I I have to find that harmony because mm-hmm. that Capricorn will literally take over your life and you'll look up and you'll have, like, two friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah <sick> cats <laughs> yeah you'll have a lot of you'll have a beautiful life right you'll have mm-hmm. you will accomplish what you're gonna accomplish regardless because it's mm-hmm. our innate hustle yeah but what about sharing it with people yeah you know what I mean what about having that life that feels good to know that you work for mm-hmm. a story to share with someone right mm-hmm. so I feel like I get. Caught up in that a lot, and I'm just curious if that happens to you.
0: <laughs> it does. Um, it definitely does. Uh, my friends will call me and they'll tell me things, and I'll be like, uh, "Hello, like mm-hmm. when did this happen?" Um, or there'll be instances like when to connect it to my wellness, um, like the way I cope. Like I remember my last breakup. I was like, all right, so we're going to break up with me. That's fine. I'm just going to work 10 times harder. Right. So I'm here, like, creating content, doing this, studying uh, for exams, applying to my master's, you know, taking these um, these exams that I had to take. And, like, literally, I'm writing, like, m- one of my papers for, like, my essays, and I'm literally bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, okay, like, it's caught up to me, you know? Like, it's like I'm trying to do all these things to better myself. Mm-hmm. But that one thing I needed to do, which is just mourn and be sad, like a human being. Right. (laughs) I was trying to avoid. We can can skip it. (laughs) I was like, let me just work really hard. And it's not going to, you know, I don't have to do that work, that part of the work of just letting myself do nothing Mm -hmm. but be sad. like. Mm -hmm. And I just refused to do that because to me it was like a negative, I guess, Mm -hmm. like a negative thing or like it was unproductive. I, I was like, I literally, word for word, said, "I don't have time to go through a breakup. I have to apply for my master's." Okay, <laughs> like, how dare you? Why didn't you wait? That sounds like a page out of my diary. <laughs> like, why didn't you just wait or do it like two months ago so I could,
1: like, like you like, planned it? Are you serious, <laughs> right now, right in front of
0: my salad? <laughs> like, seriously? Like, uh, it wasn't even like the breakup. It's just like, are you serious? Like, you know, I have to apply for this. It's, like. don't have time to cry. It's
1: so funny because that was happening to. It's not funny that it happened, but um, someone very close to me uh, recently got broken up with. And when Mm -hmm. they got broken up with, it was like right after um, they had got accepted this like major position as a nurse. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, You couldn't have broken up, like, a few weeks ago so that her news wouldn't be... I'm like, can you organize this, please? Like, hello? Your feelings are
0: spilling all over the place. (laughs) Can we schedule this in the calendar, like, better? Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It's so... It's definitely... This is so crazy, because I don't even know if I have many friends that are caps, so, like, I'm, I'm, like, almost, like, bonding with you Mm -hmm. Uh, in a weird way. I went to an energy reader, and I didn't even tell her when my birthday was, but she was, like... You have an agenda and like you write all over it, don't you, with different colors and it's color coordinated. And I was like, oh, how do you know
1: that? I was like, how do you know that? I was like, Yeah, I do I'm like, make sure when I die that my tune is color coordinated. Okay? Yeah. Mess that part up.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't mess it up. And it's so funny. Like we're coordinating right now. And I and literally. as and I think it was subconsciously because I was like, what color reminds me of Tay? Like this like yellow sunflower <laughs> color. I almost feel like that's what made me wear this. That is so funny. I love it. Finding humor in in it. That's important. Um but okay, let's stay on track. I could literally go on tangents with you. I love it. All day. <laughs> um so you are a professional in the field, which is goals. Um, but what is a common concern or misconception people have towards, um, you think, towards wellness or their sense of their relationship with themselves, you find?
1: Um, I think one misconception is that you need to be reliant on the person that you're working with in whatever professional capacity kind of Mm. what I was saying earlier Mm -hmm. um if you're working with a tarot reader if you're working with a astrologer if you're working with a therapist like whoever the person is they're just a channel Mm. right they have a certain skill set we all do and there's a reason why we've been equipped with that skill set but it's only to bring um your capacity out of you Mm. it's not because we have a secret capacity that we're giving to you right we don't have the reservoir you do we're just kind of showing you how to pull from it so always remembering that like your autonomy is the most important thing in any kind of healing relationship if something doesn't feel right to you say that if someone says something to you that rubs you the wrong way, say that. Mm-hmm. If you have a question about why someone is using a particular technique, ask. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to really have really big, open throat chakra energy. Right? You got to use mm-hmm. your voice um, and recognize that if you are committed to healing, you have to be an active participant because, mm-hmm. like I said, we're channels. We're not like flawless uh, gods. You know, mm-hmm. we need we need as much participation and energy and effort from your own intention as mm-hmm. you need from us, like with our skill set. So just remembering that it's really a partnership and that's when it works mm-hmm. the best.
0: Ooh. That's that's so true. Cause I definitely have felt that in terms of just my own healing uh journey and it's it's so this is so spot on. But um I recently found my therapist. I was like, yes, found you. Thank God. It's been like five years in the making. And then she went and got pregnant. And I was like, Oh, dang. I was I mean, like, what?
1: Congratulations. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> right? That's <laughs> the planner. <laughs> I was like, that is not my plan. And then I was I literally started crying at session. I was like, I just don't know what I'm gonna do now. And she's like, but you you do like this is all you like you've done this like I was just there to like hold the space for you You right. it's all from you you are more than capable mm-hmm. and her reframing it in that way um has been just showed why I love her first of all like she's amazing but um it just put that they are not like Anyone in the healing or mental health field or any kind of healer is there not to heal you, but to allow you to heal yourself and give you the space. Because like you said, again, to the amazing job you said at the beginning, it is all innate. We are more, we have everything we need. It's just someone to allow you to refine those tools or see it within yourself. Um, Yeah. So that is, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so she went and got pregnant and it's fine. (laughs) it's fine it's fine yeah I'm excited for her I I I, she's the best she deserves to have she's gonna be a great mom (laughs) she's gonna be the best um but before we wrap up on this topic um what are tips tricks or any like little recommendation you would say um while people are on their journey of self-love and healing through wellness like any little thing that has helped you in particular
1: Um, First things first, I would say no one knows you like you. Mm. So if you um, tried seated meditation and you've been trying it for a month and it's not working, do something else. Mm -hmm. Right. It might be for you in a year. Right. It might Mm -hmm. be for you in five years. It might be for you never. Right. But you Mm -hmm. know that about yourself. Um, So don't, Uh like, create wellness practices around what you see Mm -hmm. in social media. Create wellness practices around what feels good for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody doesn't like yoga. Some people like Pilates. Some people like taking walks. Some people like running. Like, whatever Mm -hmm. um, feels good for you. I feel like that's the biggest tip. And then Mm -hmm. I would also say, and this is going to be kind of, like, shaking the table a little bit. (laughs) But I will say... If you have the means, I think that it is more rewarding than you know for your self-care journey to, one, invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like, sometimes pay that extra for that extra session or that extra class. It's hard to, like, do a lot of stuff right now because of quarantine and everything that's going on. But um, if you're thinking about signing up for something but don't know – just think about where you spend Mm -hmm. your time, your energy, and understanding that um, where you spend your money as well is also Mm -hmm. like energetic currency, Mm -hmm. right? And when you take a risk on yourself, like it comes back tenfold. And then the other hand is if you have the means, consider contributing to the community around you Mm -hmm. in some sort of way, whether it's your time, <clears throat> or your money or um, your skill set, we are really moving back into collectivism right now. And I think the more that we just like supercharge that energy, the better we will be because we'll be taking care of each other. And there's no better space to heal in, there's no better space to even practice wellness in than in a space where you feel safe. And if you're contributing to the community, um, that's a way to create, you know, those safer spaces. So, I think those are the biggest um, hacks. Because when I'm giving, I feel so much better. Even if my life feels like I'm all, I'm all over the place, providing yeah. something for someone else really um, fuels me, and I think it will fuel a lot more people if they consider it as a part of their own
0: mm-hmm. sort of healing path. Yeah. Well, no, t- selfishly, I do the same. Re- I do it for the same reason, um, and. Fran just to say Fran's name like the hundred time like she's a gem if you guys don't hey Fran hey yeah go period. go <laughs> period done um the ecosystem I think that whole concept of ecosystem she's been ahead of her time again um and just looking back when I thought I thought self-love and and my personal journey had to be done solo completely cut off everybody they can't be around me I need to do this by myself and it's like no You're supposed... Like, humans are supposed to be around other humans. Yes, you're a part of a larger whole. Yeah, and they're there to love you, to remind you how to love yourself, to hold you accountable. Um, The whole concept of, like, energetic currency is so important. Like, we literally spend things for... Different reasons, whether it's to cope or to heal. So, like being mindful of that, like, I know when I'm buying my shoes, sometimes it's because I feel like trash, like you know, right. and it's because it brings me that instant gratification. But could I have spent that money maybe on, like you said, a course or something? Like, yeah. And sometimes I catch myself doing that, and I'm like, okay, like having that balance. You know, it doesn't necessarily be like all. Like, I'm gonna do all wellness all the time. Like, of course, for humans, be all like a little bit of instant gratification doesn't hurt but just being mindful of why you're doing the things you are doing but yes. gems love it <laughs> um yeah this is it's so this is so great it's like almost like a little journal. like I feel like I just did like a little journal session but like with a friend like so cathartic about just the
1: podcast process in general Mm -hmm. like whenever I have the conversations it's like I needed that conversation as the podcast
0: listeners so always always um so as we wrap up usually I always end up on a small joy or like a high note because sometimes the topics can be heavy not that this topic was I I feel like yeah I'm gonna go tackle the day I'm good but um (laughs) The state of the world right now is like laughable at how like intense it is yeah. so what has brought you a bit of joy a bit of relief um some lightness to this
1: um, honestly my singing bowls I, I love, love, love 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 my singing bowls um I had no idea how much I would enjoy just listening to the sounds and Mm. my favorite part is my interest in them has sparked an interest in like my boyfriend and my Mm. friends and like they at first were like teasing me like sending me videos of people that were playing singing bowls but like rapping or like something funny right but then the other day, my best friend came over and she's like, ooh, can we play with the bulls? I'm like, oh, you want to play now? Do you?
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> so I just love that. Um, I love that it's making other people curious, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Um, and then also Avatar, The Last Airbender.
0: <laughs> ooh, yes.
1: I love, I love that show. And I just finished season one. mm mm-hmm. uh-huh. And it just brings me so much joy. I love, love, love it. So
0: yes, small joys. I love that so much. Um, Need to think. What are mine? I think I've been pretty lucky, even though it's been like a a challenging, like, couple months. Mm -hmm. Um, The last week or so, what has brought me joy? Um, Definitely my plants. Like being accountable of something other than myself has brought me joy, and just seeing them, like. Some of them are kind of struggling. I'm looking at them right now. I'm like, oh, please, don't die. Oh, beautiful, though. I Thanks. love them. <laughs> I love them, too. But need I feel bad. So they were like, help me. I'm like, I'm trying. But it's nice because I have, like, they're actually, like, growing. And I got a new one. And it just made my room and my space, especially during quarantine, feel more alive, especially because I live in a city and we don't have that much greenery. So it feels really good to be somewhere where there's another living thing that I'm in all the time. Um, And then also, um, I've been watching Netflix as well. And I've been really enjoying um, these two shows, um, Hollywood and um, The Politician. They're they're directed by the same guy. I think his name is Ryan Murphy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Might be that. I really liked it. It was very, like, lighthearted. And I'm... It, it takes me a lot to get into shows So I really enjoyed it They had like historical context So yeah So if you guys need any recommendations Avatar, Hollywood, The Politician Yes Yes, that. Um You deserve some rest yeah. yeah On Netflix <laughs> Yeah Take time to I need to listen to that advice So just <laughs> you know Rest is okay um, But yeah Before we wrap up Is there anything you wanted to add? Um, plug your podcast um, The handle and all that
1: Yeah, sure. So the community wellness garden that we talked about is Well Wildflower. It's at Well Wildflower. Um, You can follow, listen, tune in, subscribe um, to The Blossom Pod at The Blossom Pod on social media and anywhere you like to get your podcasts. And you can follow me, my personal channels at Taylor Blossom with three S's. I
0: love it. I love it. Thank you again. I really appreciate you being here. I needed this. You don't even know. Like, I feel like I was like in a little podcast rut. And like, now I feel like, okay, um, I'm recharged. That's the word recharged. So thank you again. Um, Yeah, I hope we can connect soon. And maybe I'll come to DC one day and visit you.
1: Absolutely. Yes. You text me though, because I'm still on you about what you text me about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got you. I I. Okay, cool. I'm going to text you today, actually. Thank you. I appreciate you.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.